I'm Pauline Jennings. Welcome to Musician Talk. Today is something new for Musician Talk. It's the first in a series of periodic catch-up episodes where we check in with the musician that's already been on the show. They might have new music to hear or a big gig coming up that will be fun to discuss. It's serendipitous timing as I catch up after a month-long fight with COVID. First, I won. And second, thanks to Wendy for digging into the Musician Talk archive for shows to play. Anyway, and more importantly, back to my guest, Tim Goodwin. He was my guest on episode 52, and he rejoins me today to talk about some terrific new songs hot off the press. Tim teaches at BSU, and along with discussing workshopping his new music, we'll delve into some topics he teaches, in particular, music and the brain. For any longtime listener of this show, you know this is one of my favorite subjects. So I'm very excited to welcome Tim back to the show. It's time to talk with Tim Goodwin. Snow's coming <laughs> again. I just looked that up. Uh, second of all, Tim was on uh, episode 52, as I said in the intro, and um, that is on YouTube. Just look up Musician Talk and Tim Goodwin, and that was last March. And you can listen to his musical journey, which we're not going to talk about today because we already got that in the can. And now we're just going to catch up right now with what you've done in the last year. All right. Well, in the last year, I... Um, have recorded an album wow. that comes out on Friday. That is exciting. So, what do you say? Come out. What do you mean? What does that um, mean these days? Well, I actually have some physical CDs in case anybody needs a coaster or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, and but you got to have something. You do. You do. And uh, and and then they'll it'll be out on you know every various streaming service and digital platform on okay. on Friday. Oh, that is awesome. And so you've been writing songs and recording songs, and that takes a lot on it, top of your It does. Job. It does. Um, it's been, um, I had been, I'm part of a songwriting group through Facebook that in the winter every other week, um, starting in January through into May, we get a song prompt every other week for for 20 weeks, and then we take a about a month off, and then in the summer we get one every week for ten weeks. Wow! And uh, so I try and I make my goal to try and write a song for every one of those, even if it ends up being one that I sure toss away and exactly. maybe use just a part of later on. Well, to that um, point, I mean, how many songs do you write before you get? You know, how many do you really pull if you write a hundred songs? Do you record all of them? No, 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 <laughs> no. no. There, are, there are many written that that. Um, you play for a while and you think, oh, okay, that was yeah. enough. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't need to play with that one anymore. You and, know, uh, Katie Tessman was on the show and she oh, talks, yeah, she's know, part she's of that She's in that same, same group, group. Yep. yep. So yeah. if that sounds familiar to you out yeah. there, that's what she was talking about too. And it, what a great idea just to yeah, force yourself to do it. I really like it. And the, the prompts are um, always like a word or a picture. It's never anything more than that. Mm-hmm. And um, I have found when it, 
if it's a prompt that's too specific, then it, it doesn't work for me. Okay. Um, but if it's just a word, then it, it opens up. And oftentimes the word doesn't end up in the song. Uh-huh. You know, it just starts you thinking about something. Sure. And uh, sometimes it does. And um, and so I had spent, I've been doing that for a couple of years. And so I had built up quite a catalog of songs, a few of them okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, And then in August, I started working on recording them and, and I stopped writing. So I hadn't written anything um, until January we started up again. And so I just spent all of, all of the fall working on recording and, and bringing in other musicians to record parts and, and things like that. And, and, uh, and really just worked on playing those songs. Um, so I haven't really played anything else, um, for a few months and which every now and then I got to, I got to start playing something else just to remind myself what other songs are like. (laughs) You get pretty deep in those songs when you're recording, don't you? You Every little aspect of them. You know, choosing a song. So you have those hundred that, let's just say, uh, how do you choose? I mean, it's all a matter of opinion in in, in some regard. That was really hard. Um, I started with a list of about 20, 25. Okay. Um, and I narrowed it down and then I narrowed it down a little more and then I, um, I gave the list to my wife and she listened to it a few times and she, she threw out some and some, she's like, well, I, yeah, this is a good song. I don't like it, but <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what criteria when you say, I'm just going to push you a little bit more on this. And when you say narrowing it down, how, what process do you take to narrow narrow it down what what criteria do you use well for me it was which ones do i like to sing okay oh great yep you know and which ones mean something to me um and then and you know that got my list down to the bigger list and then i i relied on on my wife to to help look at it more objectively like well which would be a good one to listen to and and um and then i worked with um dave miller who's a local musician yeah wonderful Everybody he's knows been on the show too yeah he's <laughs> great um so he helped me produce it and so he helped me narrow the list as well and 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 then helped me decide what to do with the songs once we narrowed it down um and then it became a little bit of well what there was a, f- a few other songs that i thought merited being on the list but then it was like well they don't really fit with or they're too sure. much like another song already on the on the list. So programming is part yeah, of that, part, yeah. as you do with yeah. live shows, right? right. The programming yeah. Of, yeah. of an album is very important, right. I think. Um, okay, so what, what crossed my mind? Oh, so outside, trusted outside sources is kind of imperative, I think, particularly when you're so. a solo artist and yeah. it's just your songs. You don't have a bunch of people making right. these decisions. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Did you? How about the feedback that you got from the songwriting group on Facebook? If you got a stronger reaction, was that more likely to make it onto the album? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and the too. feedback there is, we don't critique okay. on there. It's, um, it's either no feedback or positive feedback. Got it. Right? So got if you it. get, I mean, people will, you know, they'll give you a blanket. Oh, you know, this is a good one. I like it. And so it's like, well, okay, that's nice. Right. But then you'll have others that will pick out. I really like this line. I like this chord right. progression. I like this melody. And then you know, okay, so I've I've got something there that right they they grabbed onto. Yep. That that right. what a big help. That's yeah. just great. So um 
along with um, help with your music and getting feedback and, and getting pushed with those prompts to just do it and just write, uh, there's also a community that you've developed now with this songwriting group. Why don't you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, well, I have really two songwriting communities. Okay. Um, really three, actually. If you, oh, how wonderful. Um, I have local, just people that I know locally and, and, and we'll get together with. Um, and then I have this Facebook group um, where, because I joined them during COVID, mm-hmm. they they used to meet um, a couple times a year and, and play songs. Um, and the first time they did that again since I joined them was last spring or summer, August maybe it was. Mm-hmm. And so it was the first time I met some of those people oh, what fun. In, in person. And then, and, and now that everything's opening up more, we... We'll go. Pl- I mean, we'll go hear each other play and things like that. Um, but that group, um, yeah, I think there's. I don't know how many people are in the group. Um, right. Maybe fifty or more. And then there's a group that always participates, and some that participate some of the time. And and so we get to know each other just through that interface Absolutely. of of sharing songs and commenting on songs, and then going to to hear each other, and then we'll always if you go here somebody you always make time to go talk to them and yep. and and get to know them a little bit more and so that becomes a a really trusted group where you are vulnerable and sharing right sharing that um another, right you have to have trust of those people that are li- listening to your babies you do yeah you yeah. have to because you're and you know if you're putting out a song every week in that group it's not polished <laughs> 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 exactly, and that's the point of it, right? right. To yeah, get those so you have to be willing ideas. to just put it out there and know that, well, this is this might have some things in there that are not good, and or not how it's going to end up, or it might get thrown tossed away, or right. might not even be a real good performance of it because you just don't have time to figure out Polish how to it. perform yep. it. Um, and then the other group that I uh, am a part of is dates back to songwriting workshop I did with Eliza Gilkison and John Gorka right okay. before the, the pandemic and we met in person and now they do three of those a year online virtual through Zoom and so I usually participate in one or two of those a year and then every month anybody who's alumni of that we do a session the second Sunday of every first Sunday of every month um, where we get together virtually and share a song and critique and, and give feedback and things oh, like that. That's wonderful. So not only are you making these deep connections, even though it's perhaps just electronically, um, I mean, when you see each other in person, I'm sure it's like, hi, and then, oh, you're just a fan or whatever. And then you say, I'm Tim Goodwin. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, but also you are creating a network, yeah. a huge network yeah. with all yeah. these people. Yeah, and that and that second group, you know that is global. We have some people from we have a person from Scotland and and uh, and so you, when we get back together online, of course, um, it's you know it's it's a reunion of sorts as yeah. well. And then we're it's a very vulnerable experience because in that setting, we're really we're taking a song and we're putting it out there that we, it might be a song that we are stuck on or we don't know what to do with or okay, and and it. And we need help with it, right? And so we take time to listen and critique and tear it apart and put it back together. And um, and and often you're bringing a, when you have one of those weekends together, 
you want to make the most of it. So you're bringing a song that means something to you. Right. Not just, well, this is a fun little pop song I wrote. Right, right, you right. Know, but this is a song that I got to get done. You know, this is important to me to get it done and to have it say what I want it to say. And so that's a really vulnerable place to be. And we've talked about, I've talked about this with other musicians on the show and the connections that you make through art and, and through theater and through music seem to be different from other relationships in that they're deeper, faster. And I, and because of this vulnerability yeah. that you speak of, yeah. that you're putting yourself on the line and you're trusting and you gotta already have stuff that comes later in a relationship usually has to be there right at the top. It, it's a little hard to explain that community yeah. to people that don't have the um, privilege of being a part of a community like that. Right. And because you don't, in many ways, I don't know these people very well. Right. Um, and I don't know them outside of this context. But in that context, you are at times just pouring your guts out there. Right. It's that. intimate. Yeah. Right. And, and trusting that when you have, when you get stuck, they'll hold the space for you to get back on track. And, and, and they won't, um, they'll just hang with you. Right. And, right. and help you get back. That's beautiful. That is really beautiful. I just love that. Um, how about this first song, Rolling Past Gerardo? It, was that something that started with any, either of these groups, or did you take it to the groups? Uh, yes. So this the first song, Rolling Rolling Past Cape Giardo. Cape, Cape Giardo. Giardo. I yeah. don't have that in my title here. Sorry, yeah. Past Cape. Um, Cape Giardo's a town on the Mississippi River in Missouri. It's mm. almost dead center of the country. Um, and we were driving from... Uh, Dauphin Island off the coast of um, Mississippi and um, and when spring break a couple years ago and driving north on and we were driving and we see the, see the signs for it and I thought oh, Cape Giardo that man, that's got to be in a song it's <laughs> <That's> a great, <laughs> great name <laughs> and um, and I and so the the, the title and the um, the first few lines just came to me while I was driving and I just kind of filed them away. And, um, and it really became a song about, and then I started thinking about, um, the fact that it's, it's the dead center of the country and we're mm-hmm. driving through the country. And it was, this was two years ago, I think. Um, and, uh, so tumultuous right. times, right? right. Exactly. Right, the wildfires right. were often, um, California, though that was the when those really bad wildfires were happening, and and so the the western sky was just orange, you know. All right, the time. it's awful for the for the people and the destruction, but boy, do we get some nice sunsets. Yeah, <laughs> and so I just had all these images, and um, and I on, I don't remember what the prompt was. Um, I think I think the prompt was the word dank, dank. which <laughs> did a, not stay oh, in the I don't song. Like that word. <laughs> dank. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it prompted a good song, I think, but it did yeah. not survive the edit. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's a hard song to sing too. Yeah, right? <laughs> dang is easier. Dang. <clears throat> okay, yeah. so it, it started with a prompt, and then, uh, you, but you already kind of had an idea with with going past this town. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so you, how did you decide to have this one on the album? Um, well, I this is this is one my wife's like I still don't really like this song, <laughs> but you defied but, her. But she said I I accept that 
you've got it there. So it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, so that's a true critic, right? Right. Um, and um, and so I, I really like the song, and I like playing the song. Um, and then when we started recording it, um, I had Dave Miller do the piano part for it, and um, and I had the you know the basic guitar down and the vocals down, and and he was. He, when he hit that first chord on the piano and started playing, I just got chills because mm. he just nailed it so yeah. perfectly. And I thought, okay, this is this has got to be the first song, so that it just builds right to that piano coming in and and sets and the tone for the rest of the album. And your acoustic guitar in the beginning is beautiful too. And you're right. I mean, when that piano comes in and the interplay between the two, it's beautiful. Yeah. It really is beautiful. And then there's another instrument that comes in. At first, it sounded like a squeeze box, but then it, it sounded like it, a fiddle. Well, there's both. There's okay. A, <laughs> yep. And they're you know they're they they meld together in the mix. Exactly. Um, but cool. we have a um, so Dave also plays accordion on it. Thank you. And I was skeptical at first when he brought the accordion, <laughs> and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> he said, "No, I think it'll work." And totally works. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time we did it, we and then he left and we listened to the and He said, "I'm going to come back. We're going to do that again. We're going to get it right." <laughs> and uh, and then. Um, Elaine Boda, who's new to Northfield um, in the last year or so, um, plays cello with okay, us at church. And it. so there's a cello that that comes in a little bit after the accordion. And the other, and the female vocalist, the harmon, person that's harmonizing? That's my you? daughter, Linnea. Oh, she does a great job. Yeah, you must and, be so proud. Yeah, that, you know, that's, of course, the best is, it is singing with best. your kids. And um, so she, that was the last piece. I got everything done, and then she was home for five days at Christmas. And um, I said, we're going to spend one day recording, if you're willing. And so we we spent a day, Christmas Eve day, um, all day recording. I and can't imagine a better way to spend a day with your child. Yeah. I well, just she, can't. We got done with the last song, and she said, well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And yeah. not a better gift ever, ever. Exactly. That yeah. is like the best gift. Yeah. All right. Um, Wendy, I think we're ready. We're going to take a listen to Tim's original song called Rolling Past Cape Girardeau. Each new mile Leaves you further behind Tell me now The way to get back home On this long Winding river Mississippi slowly rolls and winds with Katsu Vine chewing up the fence line. Tell me what we've learned and lost those lessons and what they And my hope 
This is Pauline Jennings, and you're listening to Musician Talk. You just heard Rolling Past Cape Girardeau, an original by my guest today, Tim Goodwin. And that's your voice and your acoustic guitar yes. on there. Yeah. Um, what a rich bass voice you have. It's beautiful. And as I mentioned before, the interplay with the, with the instruments and the simplicity of it um, is is beautiful, but it builds to the song because you add add. Um, the different instruments to the song, which is great, and the harmonies. Yeah, you and your daughter sound great today. Together, you could tell there's blood. You know, <laughs> I think that whenever you're related to somebody you're harmonizing with, somehow you lock in better. Yeah. There's some other yeah. people out there that you do that with too, I'm sure. But um, it's a beautiful song. Thank you for sharing that with us today. Thank you. So you teach at um, at BSU, and uh, you teach one of your classes or a couple of them, whatever. You guys, you talk about music in the brain with your students. Well, I talk about the brain. Okay, got um, it. And, and and how the brain I, I teach a um I teach edu- education, so I teach teachers. Um and uh and so and one of the courses I teach is all about um learning theory and how the brain works and, and developing curriculum that aligns to learning theory. And um so not music 
specifically. However, sure. um, you know, what we know about how the brain works is that um, the brain is, is not just a, a file cabinet or a, a hard drive to write information to, and then you can just pull it out when you need, need to. Right. Um, but when you, have a, when you learn something new, to truly learn it, you, your brain has to connect it to a prior experience or an emotion um, that you already have, and um, or or an emotion you're having, and so if you have a new experience, you your brain has to file it somewhere. And the more ways you give your brain to to do that, so auditory or um, visual or written or whatever, then it's sort of like putting a new um, uh, desktop shortcut. <laughs> on your on nice. your computer desktop to get to it later, and so the more we can use music and writing and 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 whatnot, you're you're giving the 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 learner's brain a way to get to that file that they filed away, and then on top of that, to file it away, you have to connect it to something pre-existing, uh, pre-existing experience, pre-existing knowledge, and or an emotion, and so. Um, and music is emotional. I mean, all, I mean, that's why we do it, right? I mean, right. It's either joyous or it's sad. or, And um, so by using music, you are, you are connecting it to those emotions for the learner. And so it, it gives them a way to file it away that then they can recall later. Right. Um, instead of just relying on rote memory and... and, and um, which really just doesn't work. I mean, even things that we learn by rote memory, to truly understand the concept of what was learned by rote memory, you have you are reconstructing it when you recall it, and and you're bringing up those emotions at the same time. And your new whatever your new experience is when you're recalling it colors how you reconstruct it. Um, and so that emotion and and music, I mean, they're just all tied together. Right. With with our learning and, and what we're... And so the more connections you have, um, when I memorize lines for a show, I will do it visually, um, close my eyes, try to remember them, and then I'll write them down because that's mm-hmm. hitting a different per- area of your brain and exactly. so thus perhaps memorizing it quicker um, and better and deeper. Um, and so when you add music, which I would love that with all my lines, if I could just sing them, um, I was at, uh, Hello Dolly up at Theater Lati Da, which my husband Steve's playing at, and it's wonderful. Um, and I was Dolly when I was 17, which was 40 years ago. Didn't remember any of the lines, but every single song, even the songs that I didn't sing. And I mean, I've listened to Hello Dolly over the last 40 years, I don't know, a handful of times. It's not because I keep listening to it, but every <laughs> single song I knew, I knew the, I knew the melody for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all the words to the song, um, but most of them. And it's because the music. Right. right? And I, and I bet that you, when you, when those came back, other emotions and other oh, memories yeah. came back too. And I was sitting next to my mother, who, of course, when I was Dolly at seventeen, was a huge deal, and she had my hand and was just like, <gasps> and it wasn't because I mean the play was great, but it was her memories coming back of of yeah. that time when she, you know, when I was still living at home, you know, forty years ago and yeah. performing and doing all that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think too that the ABCs we sing it for a reason, right? And we learn it faster. Um, I think that. Uh, I think that when I think of like learning math, you you don't sing math 
um, necessarily don't have an, an emotion except for maybe people, a lot of people get angry or, or frustrated and that, those are emotions. Do you, do you know if you connect better if it's a, a positive emotion or a negative emotion? You know, I don't. It's an interesting I, thing. I, to I think don't about, know. Right? I haven't read research on that. I'm sure there is research on that. Um, I, I personally tend to think it's the, the negative that makes it stick. Um, certainly, maybe this is just my own psychosis, and I should be talking to a therapist about this. But <laughs> that's all right. I can I can <laughs> pretend. Um, but it's certainly the. Those traumatic experiences, or maybe maybe traumas to trauma with a small T, maybe right. um, experiences from from youth and and teenage years, especially that, or the regrets, you know, those are the ones that flood back and in, in the middle of the night when you can't sleep more right. than the the joyous yeah, memories. Right. Uh, right, but right. maybe I'm just a sad person. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm also fascinated. And no, you're not. I can tell you're just not. Well, um, and, and if that's the case, well, I've you been know, accused of writing too many good. sad songs. But <laughs> well, that's why you're not a sad person because you get it out, right? right yeah. It's a way to expiate those emotions. Um, how about kids and and the way that they learn in school and bringing music into the classroom? You said you teach teachers. Do you talk about that with them? Um, a little bit, mm-hmm. not a whole lot. Um, probably should more. Um, and with elementary teachers especially, man, if they right. can bring music in, or even even if they can't sing, but just singing songs that they sing together, they don't want to play an instrument, but just singing, you know, in a, in a circle together, even just happy birthday and things like that. Um, I, I think it just brings so much more positive emotion right. to their learning. Um, and thus, with the positive emotion or emotion, then they get they get the deeper connection. I substitute teach, mm-hmm. and so uh, I am in all all age classrooms, uh, but in the elementary school, particularly with the younger kids, teachers that don't sing. I mean, many most probably don't, don't right. aren't performers, uh, but there's so much on the internet now, and yeah. they it's a great tool mm-hmm. that they all are using, where they'll yeah. have, you know, where they're learning a sound. Uh, you know, the SH sound and the words that go mm. with that. And then they'll have a video that they bring up with singing. And I was so delighted to yeah. see that. Well, I think about what we were talking about before with um, the uh, the community of songwriting and, and the vulnerability of that and how you feel connected to people through that process, right? Well, it's the same for students in a classroom. They aren't going to learn if they are at all in a place of perceiving threat. Uh-huh. Um, you know, even if that threat that we as the adults look at and think, well, that's not a threat. Right. That's irrelevant. If their brain perceives a threat, yep. um, they're going to shut down and go into fight or flight mode. And at that point, the the brain takes any input. And if it doesn't relate to survival, it just sets it aside. And and the only input it's concerned with is what's going to keep me alive in this situation, right. um, even though they're not in a life-threatening situation. Um, and so trying to teach students anything in that moment is irrelevant. I mean, it's not going to happen. They're not going to learn it. The best they can do is be compliant. Right. And But think about what music can do as far as uh, bringing people together. Right. And so even if it's not directly used to teach a concept... 
um, but it's used to establish a culture in a classroom that is a safe place to be. Oh, I love that. Then, yep. then you are removing that threat, um, that perceived threat, whatever it might be, even if it's just for 20 minutes, you know, right. um, I mean, they might, they might be, per, they might be in that place for a very good reason for whatever they're bringing to the classroom with them. But if you can right. create a safe space for them, then you create one more possibility that, that you will be able to connect with them and, and they can process and store away what you're trying to teach them. That's great. I think of kids with anxiety issues and, and definitely threat comes with that, the fight or flight with anxiety. Yeah. And, and like you said, we don't know what's going on at home or even if it's just their brain, the way their brain works and, and forcing a situation in the classroom where you're vulnerable and you find out that you're okay even when you're vulnerable and music boy does that teach that i think mm -hmm. theater does a great job of that too yeah yeah um to show you you can be vulnerable and still safe and and then you can learn and right. that's yeah. great i mean another thing i heard about the fight or flight is the brain has it could be in your brain or your you know your body or it's all of your body with fight or flight it goes out of your brain and it goes yep. to your limbs so that you right. can run yep exactly and so you're not or in the, at, the lower brain the, the reptilian brain there you you'll go. hear it called yep. sometimes yeah. yeah yeah all right well let's move to um thank you for that oh let's move to the quote because it kind of, i picked it out because i knew we were going to talk about it and it's um this is the quote. It's Paul Simon. And he said, much of songwriting is simply a mystery, which is on the face of it. I think I say this for every quote I pick out. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but when you look deeper, you go, exactly. Why? How? How do we do this thing called songwriting? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, there's inspiration, right? There's emotional inspiration. There's driving down the road and seeing a cool name. Right. I mean, you have the inspirations and ideas for songs or you get prompts from the songwriting group. And, and all these different ways can lead to writing a song. Yeah, and you'll hear songwriters um, talk about they didn't write a song. They just pulled it from the ether. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and, oh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what for me. me. And, but, it, you know, I... Um, there are a few songs that I've written and I've, this, this songwriting season of the, the songwriting um, group that I'm in starting in January, I've, I made a purposeful decision. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do less thinking about what's the story and just writing the, the scenes or the emotion and just see what emerges. Um, and, and already I've had two experiences where I just sat down and, and came up with a melody and some chords first and then just started singing sounds. And pretty soon I had a page of lyrics and like, I have no idea what this song really means. Um, I can figure it out afterwards and think, well, that's what I was thinking about. That's what was on my mind. But, but it really was just, it just kind of dropped in there. Dream of consciousness. Yeah. And that, which isn't my normal process. Um, I'm a much, usually a much more linear thinker and I what's the scene what's the character what's the you know right. and and then i kind of construct it and then i edit and take it apart and toss it away and pull apart and use right. another part and and it's a pretty methodical process right. um, but there are occasions where it's like well that one just dropped in there i don't know really where it came from and, and what i said yeah right i didn't mean i didn't believe it it's like I meant more like, oh shoot! I wish that happened to me. Well, and I, you know, <laughs> That's I was really I thought, what I meant. Yeah, I've always had that kind of skeptical response, like, like, 
Yeah, but I don't think anybody else could have pulled it. For, if it truly was just pulled from the ether for you, um, I don't know that anybody else could have pulled it from the ether. Right, you right. <laughs> you have to have some basic uh, knowledge, you know, and, and skill, and probably some ex- experience with songwriting before that kind of thing starts to happen to you. Of course. It's yeah. just doing it, doing yeah. it, doing it. Yeah. And I bet you've spent 10,000 hours writing and thinking about and somewhere how, somehow connected to songwriting. You got, so you got those pathways there. Right. Yeah. And how yeah. to, you know, it's, it's, it, and maybe we talk about that 10,000 hour thing. People say that once you do 10,000 hours, you're an expert. Um, is I it think it'd ma- be better if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, expert. Well, no, but you are an expert in in the songs that you write. You are an expert. That's you're an expert in that and in, sure. in the songs yeah. that you write yeah. that come from you. Yeah. And um and is it is it a matter of building pathways and is that really a thing or is that something we just say? Mm. I think it is. I think it is. I think it's um, you're making more connections in the brain, and and the more. You are making those connections. You're pruning out ones you don't need, um, the, the, and you are making making new ones. And and we've learned pretty recently, um, studying um, people with Alzheimer's, that the brain has much more plasticity mm. than we yeah. thought. We you know we used to think well once you know an old dog can't learn new tricks, and once you got to a certain age, and the brain stopped really its maturation about age twenty five, we kind of thought well that. You could learn new things, but you you couldn't really you weren't building a lot of new connections, and and that's not true. We're learning that the brain oh is God. is much more um, <laughs> you have to say it uh, malleable still as we age. That we can we can make new connections and prune out old ones that aren't being used. So my excuse for not taking piano lessons now is not valid. It's like, Probably not. I could learn it. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay, we got to move on to this next song called <laughs> Astro Man and Vega Boy. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah, the story I, behind I this I chose one. this one um, to, to play here because I have been accused of writing songs that carry the weight of the world on them, you know, okay. and uh, this song also came from a prompt and the prompt was Astro which like I don't know what to do with that. Um, and so I Googled it, and I came across a story from the 80s, I think, of a sports reporter in Houston who, when the Houston Astros were in the baseball playoffs, I don't know if they were what, where they were at in the playoffs, he decided he was a, he was a sports radio guy. So as a promo, he was going to live on top of the Astrodome until they either won the World Series or were out of the playoffs. And so they had to rig up a basket to bring food up to him. And he was up there for like 10 days. And so the press called him Astro Man. Got it. And so I just thought, I'm going to write a song about Astro Man and Vega Boy, because I don't know what Vega Boy is. It just kind of popped out. And so this is truly a song that just has no real meaning or redeeming value, maybe, except that um, I wanted to share it because Dave Novak, who um, as a friend of mine up in Minneapolis, played the guitar on oh, that lead electric guitar, guitar and, awesome. and he was just so great yeah. with the electric guitar that I just thought I got to share this song. Those so, leads are so yeah. I, you just feel them. Yeah, it's a yeah. toe tapper. It's yeah. a real yeah, toe totally. tapper. Um, let's see any other musicians on this. Um, Wendy Smith plays penny whistle on a I song. Love Wendy, um, and um, and then I had. Um, Todd Thompson did some vocals for me, and then I had a few other people do some vocals. Um, had a couple songs that have kind of a, a choir 
sound to it. So I brought in multiple people and had some people virtually share sure. files with me and things like that. What's well, a yeah, I like that. And then, uh, I a Mike Lakebold played bass on every song. So, okay, yeah. love Mike too. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, let's uh, take a listen to Tim's original song called Astro Man and Vega Boy. Send a flare to the sky when you got your blues. Astro Man and Vega Boy, they'll know just what to do. Got troubles you can't solve, they'll get you through. They're the ones to call, don't you know? When you got nowhere else to go. This is Musician Talk, and I'm your host, Pauline Jennings. Today, my guest is Tim Goodwin. We're live in the KYMN studio. You just heard him perform his original tune called Astro Man and Vega Boy. We didn't mention that Dave Miller is playing drums, and uh, uh, Tim's daughter, Linnea, is also on the harmonies. And um, I love how it's not just close harmonies, which means that they follow each other, maybe a probably a third part, right? Yeah. Um, Actually, Todd was doing that on the on the chorus. Nice, yes. Yeah, yeah. But you have her voice with counter kind of counter melodies, and those are my right. favorite yeah. kind of harmonies is when you have two different melodies that sync up. That's, mm-hmm. um, I love that. Really great. Again, so toe-tapping, and that <laughs> guitar solos are terrific. So we're going to skip Best Gig, Worst Gig. If you want to hear that, go back to 
to episode 52. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but Tim's going to play a song for us here. Uh, and while he's getting his guitar ready, I'm going to tell you about some shows that he has coming up. Um, Thursday, this Thursday at seven o'clock in Red Wing at uh, Home Plate Home and Grill. He's going to be playing there. And then on Friday at noon, he's going to be at the Northville Library. Uh, and this is, uh, these are all kind of, um, CD, ex- uh, celebration gigs and release gigs. So Friday noon at, at the Northville Library. Um, and then next Thursday, there's another Songwriters in the Round uh, put together by Mark Ross, which is always awesome. I, I so encourage you to go at seven o'clock at the Grand. That's next Thursday. And then Saturday the 18th at seven o'clock at the Hotspot, another CD release celebration, uh, there. And that's in Northfield. So, are you ready? I am. Okay, and the name of this song? This song is called With This Life. And I, um, this, you know, thinking back to what we were talking about, the vulnerability, um, this last, about a month ago, I was um, doing a songwriting workshop with, that I mentioned before that I do online. And um, I was sharing a song, um, one of the recent songs I'd written that had just kind of dropped in my head. Nice. And, um, and I had, I wrote that song, um, well, the the week before um, we lost um, Bruce Jensen. Do you know mm-hmm. Bruce? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was sharing that song with mm-hmm. with that group, and Bruce's memorial service was the next day. And I was playing that song, and one of the instructors asked, "Well, what's the what's the genesis of this song?" and um, and I just lost it. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. and I was, um, and they just held the space for me. Nice. You know, just as long as it took. And then we finished the song and we worked on the song. And that's that's not the song I'm going to play. Um, <laughs> but there's a reason for this. Got it. I was thinking so much about Bruce that week. And um, this song, Bruce and I played together for years. Mm. And... Um, and the last song we played live together was this song last oh, summer. Oh, how sweet. Um, and, um, and this is, and, and we did a lot of my songs together. And he, he would never really share a whole lot of mm-hmm. how much he liked it or what he didn't like. He just did his part, mm-hmm. found his part and did his part. Um, but this is one, the last time we played it, he looked at me and said, you got a good one there, Tim. Oh. And, and he didn't really do that much. Yeah. And oh. uh, so... So that's um, the song. Are you going to be able to hear my guitar? Uh, pretty soon. Except in that mic. Okay. All right. Um, I got to take headphones off or I won't hear it. So this is called With This Life. With this life, we can love, lean on each other. And rise above With this life We can serve One another In times of hurt With these hands With this heart We can have Peace on earth With this life 
we can hate and turn away from love and grace with these hands with this heart we can have peace on earth with this life maybe just be kind no matter the color no matter the tribe with these hands with this heart we can have peace on earth With this life we can sing with one voice and find strength with these hands with this heart we can have peace on earth with these hands with this heart we can see peace on earth with these hands with this heart we can make peace on earth with these hands with this heart we can be peace on earth Awesome. Really great. Thank you so much for playing that. And yes, we can choose hate or we can choose uh, peace on earth and grace. Love that. Um, so people can find your music on your website. Yeah. TimothyGoodwin.net. And spelt just like it sounds. Yep. And can they also get your schedule there? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. So go to TimothyGoodwin.net to find out when he's playing. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your music with us and having some great conversation here today and also with the vulnerability that you showed today <laughs> by playing this wonderful, beautiful song yeah. called With This Life for Us. Yeah, thank you. It's always such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. All right. Good. We're good to go. Many, many thanks to Tim for sharing his creative new music and some of what he teaches with us today. Thanks always to Wendy Nordquist and to you, dear listener, for tuning in to Musician Talk on The One, KYMN. Have a wonderful day, and <clears throat> don't put away the snowblower quite yet. <laughs>